welcome to your spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to your spiritual BFF. I'm Hannah. I have a very special guest episode for you today in my guest series. Brittany Wittig is on the podcast today. Brittany is a courage coach. She is incredible at speaking about cultivating courage and fear, which is what today's episode is. But Brittany is so talented at showing you how to cultivate courage so you can finally do the thing you can't stop thinking about. She's also an energy worker, uh, a channeler, and she has her own podcast as well. And actually, she has a super special gift for you at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that and it will be linked in the show notes as well. But today's episode is all about embracing your fear to guide you to take back your power and follow your intuition. In this episode, we talk all things about why fear is important to be worked with instead of avoided or working against. It's about shining a light on your fear to get to know yourself deeper. Brittany also goes into her personal journey with a cancer diagnosis and what that journey was like for her personally and also with her mother. And she is the living embodiment, you guys, of working with your fear of alchemizing fear instead of it, letting it run the show. And as she speaks about her personal journey with, um, recovering her, her journey through cancer and recovering from cancer and, and, and healing, listening her to her intuition is incredible. And hearing her journey with that, we, we go deep into that as well. She also talks about how to quieten the loud voice of fear to actually hear your intuition. She gives so many incredible tips on how you can tell your fear from your intuition. I get that question so much, guys, and I totally understand where that is coming from. I have often questioned that. Is this my fear? Or, you know, is this my intuition? Is this just in my head or is this my intuition? So stay tuned for that and listen to this episode to get a lot of incredible tips that you can apply right here and right now um, to start alchemizing your fear and actually working with it to get to know yourself better and to move through and actually do the things you want to do. And Brittany also gives us some tips on taking back your power so that fear can't control you. She articulates this so beautifully and this could be applied to any fear that you have, big, small, somewhere in between. There's so many great tips and tricks in here. And she also gives some step-by-steps of, of how to begin to work with your fear. So sit back and take in all the juiciness of this episode and enjoy. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have you on your spiritual BFF. Brittany, I would love to give you the opportunity to introduce you to the listeners here. Tell us what you're about. Sure. So my name is Brittany Wittig and I am a courage coach. So I show people how to embrace their fear so they can quiet the voice of their fear and hear the whisper of their intuition so that they can follow their intuition to the life that they've been dreaming of. And this journey for me really started 
In 2012, when I faced my greatest fear, uh, my mother passed away. And at the time, if you had said to me, what is your greatest fear? I absolutely would have said my mother dying because we were very, very close. My mom and I were best friends. And so she passed away from terminal cancer. Um, the thing that was really wild about it is about six months after her passing, I looked at my life and I looked back at the experience of her passing and I realized it wasn't, it wasn't what I would have thought if someone had said, you're going to face your greatest fear, your mom is going to die. I would have thought that it would have been a very one note, horrible, awful, only bad experience. And of course it was all of those things, but it also led me to completely change my life. I reprioritized everything. And so when I looked back six months later and saw that, I was like, wait a minute, maybe fear is not what we think fear is exactly. And I got obsessed with fear, courage. I read and took in everything I could about it. And then uh, I started to get into intuition because all of that reading Fear and courage and intuition are all very interlinked. Mm. And so the whole thing came full circle 10 years later, or actually nine years later in 2021, I was diagnosed with cancer and I was once again, faced with my greatest fear, because as you can imagine, that was my worst fear Absolutely. after my mom dying. And, but the difference was that I had all of these tools because I had been so obsessed with fear and courage and intuition over the last decade. And so I used all of my tools every single step of the way through my cancer treatment process. I went through four months of intensive chemotherapy and radiation. And I spent the whole time using my tools to quiet my fear so that I could hear the little whisper of intuition because I knew that my intuition was going to take me step-by-step step through the cancer treatment wow. and out of it. And I did emerge from that experience, cancer-free and thriving. So that's, that's what brought me here. Oh my gosh, Brittany, that's incredible. And to, that feels the word that's like coming through is like brave to be able to go, right? Like I could sit in my fear with this, or I could use the tools that I've been cultivating for nine years through something similar that your mother went through during, during her time. And then recognizing like, I could let that overtake. I'm sure there was like some lots of pivotal moments where you had choices. Like, like I could let this really overtake me or I could use the tools that I've cultivated to like lean more into that intuition. That feels so brave because like, this is something that I think has probably touched everyone. Cancer has yeah. touched everyone that, you know, we talk about if somebody has a story or a journey themselves or someone they oh, yeah. love, right? So the, the pervading like fear is so prevalent, like, with, with this entire topic and the fact that you were so brave to go, I can use my tools. I just got chills. Like I can use my tools and, and lean into my intuition is probably, um, one of the bravest things I've ever heard because like that choice to, to not lean into intuition, it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to everything else, everyone else, all the stuff you're going to find online or at the hospitals or through the doctors. Not that you didn't listen to any of those either, but also pairing that with your intuition, I'm sure like led you through this in the most epic fucking aligned way possible. Tell me a little bit about that. Like what were, what, I'm sure there were like some pivotal moments, but also like throughout you had to keep choosing courage over the fear. Oh my gosh. Yes. So 
it was so interesting because like you said, everyone and everything had an opinion. And I was getting so much conflicting information when I was first diagnosed and very quickly, I mean, within the first couple of days, I realized, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm never going to get through this if I don't get in touch with my intuition. And so that was the first moment where I realized it. And then what I did, the first thing that I did is I actually, I told my partner, I need to feel all of my feelings about this. And I actually basically went into hibernation for almost a week and just cried and released and screamed and punched pillows and like for days so that I could move. Cause of course there were big, big emotions. So I could move those emotions through me because when we feel our emotions, they move through us. And that allowed that fear because boy, cancer is a scary thing. It allowed that fear to lower down so that I started hearing my intuition. And then, yeah, there were pivotal moments. So for instance, I, my intuition um, led me to a nutritionist who specialized in cancer. Um, I worked with her for a while, but then it was so interesting because I got an intuitive hit about a month into working with her that I needed to stop, that this was not going to be the right path for me. And I was like, really? Because this seems like a good idea. Like doing this nutrition plan seems smart. And so it was like intuition. I don't know. And it made me nervous, but I followed it. And I, I told her, I'm, I'm not going to work with you anymore. My intuition tells me, I literally told her my, I've had an intuitive hit that I shouldn't. She, I don't know what she thought about that, <laughs> but, um, what was so interesting is the following week, my radiation oncologist sat me down and she said, I know that you're working with a nutritionist, but the radiation that you're going to have is going to affect your gut in a way that you cannot follow this nutrition plan. You have to stop it. And I was like, what? Wow. It's my intuition beat the doctor to the punch. Wow. Hello. It was crazy. So that was a big moment where I was like, and luckily that was early on in my journey. So it really validated me. It was like, okay, thank you universe. You've given me evidence, like big evidence. Let's, let's go, let's do this. And so I added things in like alternative treatments as they popped up intuitively, I removed them as they popped up. And every single thing that I did with my doctor, um, went through my intuition. So yeah, it was wild. And then the thing that was extra cool is I actually was declared cancer-free months before the best case scenario they gave me. So I feel like my intuition did that, you know? It led you to best case scenario on top of the best case scenario. And that's like yeah. the whole thing, you know, the universe like will bring you your manifestations or your, you know, your desires like in totally unexpected ways. Hello. Yes. yes. Like the universe had my back so hard. So hard. Oh my gosh. Now, let me ask you this. Like the fear didn't go away. Oh yeah. No. Great question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the fear didn't go away. So there's that first week, right. Where I faced like the initial diagnosis and like the, the earth shattering fear of that. But then every single day it came back. I mean, in different ways, there were new fears popping up literally every day. I spent time the entire time I was going through treatment. I spent time crying every single day. Um, I spent time journaling and releasing fear every single day because I mean, the treatment is so hard on your body and that activates your fear and your nervous system. Like I'm losing weight, like 
you know, things aren't, things aren't working the way they're supposed to work. Like, so yeah, it was an ongoing process every day of choosing over and over again to work with my fear because this was such a big, scary situation. Yes. The words that are coming through intuitively is like fear alchemy. You were like the epitome mm. of an alchemist of fear. I think that that should be like your name, Brittany. It's like you totally alchemized it again and again and again. And when I think of alchemy, it's like that like swirl where we're going to come back and revisit things. And when then we're going to take it deeper every time we go, it's like that, that the, the spiral of healing and like you alchemized it at every spiral as it, as you deepened into the alchemy of this fear. Like I just needed to share that with you intuitively. Like that was coming through so big to say. And so, (laughs) and obviously through like this, this time of your life and all of the tools you had cultivated, like you know, you know, personally why it's important to work with fear rather than avoiding it. But what, what would you say to someone out there that is, feels like, no, like it feels safer to just keep avoiding it and like turning the other way. Mm, Oh, it's a great question. So yeah, the thing about avoiding fear is by avoiding fear, we're actually giving it power to control our behavior. So when we avoid it, it controls us. And an example of this, a simple example of this that I feel like so many people can relate to. Let's say you have a tarot reading business and you want to start making tarot videos for Instagram. But every time you think about making a video, you get a little nervous, you get freaked out. And so you find something else to do. You post something different. You avoid that fear. Well, The fear is controlling your behavior. The fear is deciding that you are not posting that video of you doing a tarot reading. So this is one example, but there's so many examples of this. So here's the thing about facing fear that I also want to share that I think is really important. It sounds so much scarier than it actually is. When you actually allow yourself to look at your fear head on immediately, just by looking at it and being honest with yourself about it, it starts to go down a little bit. It's just just shining that light of awareness immediately starts to bring it down a little bit. And then when you work with it and when you embrace it, the thing that's really cool is your fear has so much information about your inner world, like encapsulated in it. You're gonna get to know yourself better by facing it and befriending it and working with it. Ooh, that's so good. There's so many nuggets in there. And, you know, I do a lot of shadow work with folks and it reminds me of that piece too. You said like shining a light on fear helps bring down like the volume, the intensity of it a lot. And then you're able to work with it. And I think that's what in in my context with like shadow work with people, they think it's these like pieces of themselves. They need to like continue keeping in their shadow, like stay back there. Don't come up, but it runs, it runs the show under the surface. You're saying the same about fear. So if anybody listening has done shadow work before, it feels very similar to this and, and to shining the light on it, excuse me, brings it down. And then you're able to work with it. And I love what you said, like the wisdom that it holds for you and you get to know yourself on such a deeper level wow. And you, you yeah. let's go back to your story. You were saying like around like nine years between your mother's passing and then your journey into 2021. Um, were you coaching in between Brittany? 
or so, no, I wasn't. And yeah. actually the nine years was almost to the day. Um, my cancer diagnosis was two days before my mother's death day. Wow. Just trippy, right? right. Universe. <laughs> but no, I wasn't coaching. What I was doing um, at that time, I had a holy spiritual business. Um, it was completely spiritual, not holy, like holy, but uh -huh. <laughs> just wanted to correct that completely spiritual business. And so I was doing channeled readings. Um, I'm an energy healer. So I was doing energy work and I wanted to coach though. That's the thing I wanted to coach. And the idea of being a courage coach had popped into my mind intuitively a few times over the year leading up to my cancer diagnosis but I just, well, I wasn't ready to follow my intuition that completely yet. That's the thing. This experience of going through this cancer journey, it magnified and amplified and solidified my relationship with my intuition so intensely because now I've seen that my intuition can literally save my life. So it's like, I have such a deep, deep trust in it now. And so when I was going through cancer treatment, the courage coaching really started to come through. And I knew that once I was ready and out of treatment that I was going to launch my biz coaching business. And I did as soon as I finished chemo and radiation, as soon as I was healthy enough to, I launched my courage coaching business 100% based on my intuition. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I, I can, I'm hearing questions from listeners. It's fun. You know, nobody's mm. here with us, but I'm already getting like questions from listeners, like intuitively just that, okay, I get like, I'm getting this, like thinking about applying it in my life. If Brittany can do it with something, as you said, like life-threatening something that yeah. literally saved your life. And I can hear also the question of like, well, when I listen, when the fear comes in, I automatically like listen to it. So it's hard mm -hmm. to know where is my intuition. That is the question too, that I get like, actually, I get questions about that all the time of like, how do I know if it's my intuition or not? And I think like your approach of, of being a courage coach and talking about fear in this really, um, transformative way in a way of like working with it is, is, is really revolutionary actually, because so many people have this question when we start learning about intuition. And I know a lot of my listeners are really, um, opening up to their intuition or curious about it or trying to get to know it. What's it sound like? What's it feel like? like? How will I know it's my intuition versus my fear? So what do you have to share about that? That question of how will I know if it's my fear or my intuition? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's such a good question. And it's so hard to tell early on if, how would you know? So there are some key tells that I, that I use, um, fear is urgent. Intuition will never be urgent. No. And no matter how serious the situation is, your intuition will never come through urgently. And I have a great example of this. When I first started to have symptoms, um, the first day that I started having symptoms and I needed to go to a doctor, but the symptoms were mild at first. So I'm having these weird symptoms and I'm like, huh, what's going on? But my intuition came through very calmly. It said to me, Brittany, these symptoms are something serious. You need to see a doctor today. It was very definite. It was really interesting. And it, it came through pretty clear, but it came through very calm. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you better go to the doctor now, Brittany. This is a problem. Like your intuition will never be that way because your intuition does not experience or relate to the human fear at all. 
It's coming from a higher place where fear is just not a thing. And so your intuition will come through calm, even if it's very serious. But I, I had a good relationship with my intuition already. And when that came through and I was having these symptoms, I was like, okay, I told my partner, Tom, we need to go to the doctor now, like just call as we drive. And we did. And sure enough, I you know, needed to go to the doctor right away. Wow. So that's one. So yeah. the, uh, fear will be urgent. Your intuition never will be fear can also come through loud, like volume wise fear can just be like, Whoa, like it's, it's very loud. It can feel, um, it can feel kind of tense, nervous. And then another tell for fear is that fear will come through over and over and over. Like fear will cycle when you're having a thought over and over and over. Intuition doesn't do that. It comes through once calmly and quietly without urgency. So these are, these are some key ways that you can tell the difference. Ooh, those are so good. Like those are so concrete and, and for me, like I have a few things even coming through. I'm like, Oh, right. Like I have times where I can reflect where exactly what Brittany was just saying, like where it felt so urgent and then it kept swirling around in my mind over and over and over again. And in hindsight, I could go, Oh, right. That was definitely not intuition in the moment. You're thinking like, Oh my God, it's like, is this intuition? Is the universe trying to like, why am I obsessing over this? But these like practice and start observing yourself, like recognizing like where the urgency is, where the loudness is, where the, like the, the swirling thoughts or like the repetitive thoughts about it and like start acknowledging it. That's probably like a way to practice, like put into a practice. What you just shared was so good. And you mentioned something like, I want to like write this like on my sleeve every time to remind myself that like intuition doesn't relate to human fear, like at all. That is like such a reminder to us that that it will not come through the voice of fear. I've actually said that in the past, I think on a podcast episode, now that it's coming through, it feels like deja vu of like, it will not speak through the voice of fear. But as you said, like no matter the urgency, even if it's like literally life-saving, it's still going to come through to let you know the seriousness, but the way you're describing it coming through feels very like grounded and direct. And let me ask you this, like, Cause I think sometimes when we hear intuition, like people are like, oh, it's going to be a tiny whisper. And sometimes it is like a little like subtle whisper. It's like there and then gone, um, in this very like ethereal kind of way. And then other times it feels like so grounded and direct and boom, there it is. And then moving on, it's not like a story attaches to it. So how do you hear your intuition or experience your intuition? You might not hear it. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, it comes through. I'm very clear cognizant. And for those listening, that's, um, it's just, you just know, it just pops into your head out of nowhere. So that's, I, that's probably my main Claire. Um, but it is combined with some hearing Claire audience where I'll hear a little voice in my head. Um, and clairvoyance as well. Sometimes I'll get visuals. A lot of the time it's a combination of the three for me. Um, and it took time for me to really understand that because, Claircognizance in particular, the just knowing is kind of tricky because it's not how we think of intuitive gifts uh, working. It's not how we think of intuition coming through, but I, I think it's actually very common. So sometimes you will just know, but that knowing will come through in a very calm way. It'll come through um, 
it may come through very clear, but it'll come through calmly. Mm, yeah, that's so good. I think, I think it's easy to dismiss. Mm-hmm. Like the clear knowing is really easy to dismiss. And so when you have awareness about like, not everybody hears or sees things through intuition that their like clear cognizance is incredibly real. And many, many people have it. And I, I love hearing you talk about it that way, because I think it's a, it can feel more subtle until you've like grounded into it and gotten to know like the way you channel your unique intuition, experience it. And then you can like really own it and you feel it and, and understand it as it comes through. It's like, oh, this clear knowing like is my intuition. Like I'm not quote unquote making it up. I hear a lot of people say that to me. I'm like, am I making this up? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, a really good trick for this. Um, if you feel like claircognizance might be one of your main clairs, one of the main ways you experience intuition, um, a great way to sort of uh, create evidence for this for yourself is to sit down, breathe, ground yourself, close your eyes and ask the universe out loud to show you a sign that you should watch for. Let your claircognizance just bring that sign through. So you just know the sign and then watch for it in your life and the universe will bring it through and it gives you evidence that your claircognizance is actually showing you what you need to see or telling you or making it appear in your head. <laughs> Ooh, that's really great because like that, that visual or like that solid evidence, like really, I think appeals to the human experience. I've, I, I know very, very well the experience of like constantly asking for signs as like a way to like not trust myself, but the way that Brittany's offering it here as a way to show yourself evidence, I think is so important because our, our human selves like wants that like physical or visual evidence, especially if our gift is like claircognizance that will really help ground it in and help you trust that like, oh yeah, this is legit and it's real. And I experienced this and like, I'm getting that confirmation from the universe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With my claircognizance, I really had to, um, over the years, create evidence for myself because it is, it is, I feel a little trickier than like when I actually see something in my mind's eye. Right. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. good. Oh my gosh. So many good tips for tapping into your intuition too. That's so good. And I think that was something I wanted to ask you about too, is like how to quieten the loud voice of fear to hear your intuition. And are they the, are those the kind of the same tips you just gave, or that's really about tapping into your intuition, but before we even get there and like hearing the intuition and all of that and then following it. Right. right. It's like, actually we need to go a few steps back, which is like ways to quieten that loud voice of fear. Yes, definitely. So there are a number of ways. The big key to quieting your fear is one first looking at it. So just becoming aware that there is, a, and it does, you don't have to know the exact fear. But just becoming aware that there's a fear response happening. So feeling it in your body, it'll feel tense, nervous. Um, Of course, it exists on a spectrum, but a mild fear response is just, you might feel avoidant. You might feel like you're avoiding something. Um, You may feel a little tense, a little nervous. You may feel like, oh, I just don't feel like doing anything. That's actually a sign that you're in a little bit of a fear response. Your nervous system's a bit activated. So recognizing that you're in a fear response is first key. And doing a little nervous system soother is the first thing that I like to suggest. A really good one that I like to use. I'm sure Masha is going to cover a ton of them in her episode. Uh Um, 
But one that I like to use that's really simple is using the bony part of your palm to thump on your chest. It's just called chest thumping. And you just thump at a speed and pressure that makes your voice kind of go, uh, and yeah. it feels really good because you're stimulating your vagus nerve, soothing the nervous system. So soothe your nervous system. Then once you've brought down that fear response a little bit, because you've looked at the fear, you've been honest about it. Now you need to feel the feelings around the fear. So fear brings up challenging emotions. There's very likely some sadness, some anger, um, some underlying challenging emotions that need to be felt. So feel into that and really let yourself feel those emotions. Let yourself release those emotions. Conscious crying, which is just choosing consciously to cry is so powerful. It's such a powerful way to move challenging emotions through you, to let yourself fully experience them. And then once you've done that, once you've looked at the fear, felt the emotions, that fear, done some nervous system soothing, that fear will have come down so far. And it's not always, if it's a big, huge fear, it's not always going to be um, a short process. You know, if it's a fear at the level of like, you just got a cancer diagnosis, there's going to be a lot of feeling that has to happen. But for most fears that are coming up in our everyday, this can be done very quickly. Ooh, love those steps. I was just taking notes even from myself and recognizing there is steps. I think a lot of us want to immediately try to understand like, why is this coming up? And that even puts us on the defense and will probably create more nervous system dysregulation, tension in the body. And frustration, which then leads to more and more and more and that like snowball. So this is such a beautiful, like step-by-step of like acknowledging that nervous system soothing, by the way, thank you for that incredible tool. I've done thymus tapping before, just like a little bit more gentle, but I love like using the knuckles there and like being able, like you said, with that sound, like I also like love using sound. I think that also stimulates the vagus nerve. If I'm not mistaken, it does. Awesome. Like using sound or gurgling or yeah, just that humming sound. I think even pairing that with sound could be really soothing for me. I just encourage mm-hmm. anybody else to try that and see how that feels. And then being able to like feel your emotions. You know, I, I say this all the time here and in my world, it's just like emotions are energy in motion. And if we're not allowing that energy to be in motion, of course, it's going to get stopped up in the body. Of course, it's going to create like blockages and discomfort and like, oh my gosh, I, I can't, I can't sit with this. And then it like builds and builds and builds. So I love oh, this yeah. conscious crying, um, feeling that. And you, you described a few of the ways that you moved through when you got your cancer diagnosis, which is like punching pillows, allowing rage to come through because there's a spectrum of emotions. It's not all going to be sadness or frustration. There's going to be all the spectrum of emotions in there, right? Yes, definitely. Another good one is if you're alone in your car, just scream at the top of your lungs. Yes, 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 yes. So I can't recommend that enough. And I'm a very highly sensitive person. So, and sound is quite triggering for me. So if it's screaming at the top of your lungs, like in a, in a closed space, like sometimes that has worked so well for me. And I'm like, Oh, like I get such a relief. And then other times it's like too, like I'm too amped up and sensitive. I'll either mm-hmm. plug my ears and do it or do it into, as you said, a pillow, um, at the same time, that way I can be as loud as I want without overwhelming, um, my, my ears. Cause like, I'm so sensitive in that way. So there's so many ways to do it where you can like muffle it, but it's not holding back. Like you're not muffling to hold back. It's muffling to like sometimes dampen, like the, what could like make you more dysregulated, but a car is a really good one because it it's staying contained in the space instead of like being out in the open, like here reverberating, like in a room, you know? 
Yes, totally. Totally. That's such a good one. Yeah. And yeah, play around with these things for yourself, you know, like play around with the chest thumping, maybe with, yeah, with sound or with breathing, you know, you, you can play around with these tools. There's no like right or wrong way to do this. It's what works for you. And make it yours. Exactly. So even take what Brittany and I are chatting about and suggesting here and make it yours. It will, it, it will work better that way with your, your unique spin, like encoded in these tools and this process. And this feels Brittany, like a very conscious process. And it also, which is something I wanted to touch on here at the end, um, which is like taking your power back with these things, because if we're letting fear overtake us, like it feels like we're giving our power away, literally. So talk to us a little bit about that, of like taking back your power and what, how, how that like plays into all of this. Yeah. So going back to what we talked about, if you are avoiding your fear, if you're not looking at your fear, then fear is in some way controlling some of your behavior. So you're giving your power away to the fear. And so to take that power back, you want to start actually looking at your fear and some ways to do this, um, a really simple way to start doing this is to look at any area of your life. Just take a moment, take stock of your life and look at anywhere where you are where you would consider um, yourself as being lazy. And I'm using air quotes here because laziness, I don't believe in laziness at all, actually. I don't think it exists. I think laziness is actually always a fear response. It is avoiding an outcome that on some level you have a hidden fear around. Mm -hmm. So you can look around at your life and say, where am I being lazy or procrastinating? Um, on something. And it could be any area of your life. This happens a lot in uh, business. If any entrepreneurs are listening (laughs) for sure. (laughs) And so, yeah, look around at your life and then take a journal. And I recommend closing your eyes, taking some deep breaths because you're going to ask your soul or your higher self or whatever word works for you, a question, but you're going to ask directly. So close your eyes, take some deep breaths, have your journal close and ask out loud, what am I afraid of here? And then just write everything that comes out. Don't judge it. Just write and write and write and write and write until you feel complete. And you'll just be amazed at how powerful this is. I do this all the time because the thing is, you're never going to get rid of fear. You're never going to stop having fear. It's part of the human experience. So me as a courage coach, I still have fears all the time come up. The thing is, I just know how to work with it. So you're still going to have fears. You can use this all the time. Um, And then when you write all of this out and you look at it, don't hesitate to do a little bit of nervous system soothing, because sometimes what you've written out will be a little activating because now you're looking at a fear head on. Yes, that that's what I was going to ask you. I have done this practice before, and at times it's been very cathartic and I can almost look at it kind of like giggle sometimes and go, Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize like what I was really afraid of seems silly now, not to dismiss myself, but actually like putting it on paper, like it kind of, Oh, right. Took some of the power away just by like putting it on paper and voicing it in that way. And then other times it's been incredibly activating and like really dysregulating and upsetting. So I love that you mentioned, like definitely pair it with some nervous system soothing and and ways to regulate there. Um, because like it, it can definitely do that. So that was gonna be my question. I'm so glad you touched on that. Yeah, definitely. And 
take the time to do the nervous system soothing. And when you're doing this work, don't hesitate to take a break. It doesn't have to all happen in one sitting. You know, if you sit down and write some things out and you feel a bit activated, do a nervous system soothing exercise, and then maybe go for a walk or like do some dancing, like move your body, move some energy through you because this is challenging work. It is, I mean, really it is a form of shadow work. And so it's really important to be honoring what comes up for you and allowing that to come up and giving yourself space when you need it. Ooh, this is so good. Brittany, I can already feel myself wanting to rewind everything we've just talked about and listen to it. So I encourage anybody else, like, I think you need to listen to this episode twice because there's so many incredible nuggets in here. And like, you gave us so many ways to apply and practice these things and start being uh, what I call, you know, a, a conscious non-judgmental observer of our experience. And this comes, this experience of like embracing your fear to guide you and to tap more into your intuition is from such a more courageous um, compassionate place versus a disempowered, I'm lazy. Something's wrong with me. I don't have motivation. I love that you reframed laziness there for us too. Like, I think so many people will resonate with that of like, I, I'm, I'm really resonating with that just to be vulnerable here for a moment of, of, in my business, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but even in like some of my personal goals as well, like I can really get down on myself about that. And like, I just really appreciated that gift of that reframe. And I feel like so much freer just hearing someone else say that. So I know others listening will feel the same, but seriously, I think we need to rewind this episode. Everybody needs to listen to it twice to pick up all the juicy nuggets, but we can come into your world too, to like, keep getting this juiciness. Where can we find you? Where can we work with you? Tell us more about all of that. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, working with fear is so much easier when you can get in touch with the well of courage that you have inside of you. And if you're thinking, I don't know if I have that, Brittany, I guarantee you do. Every single human being has a deep well of inner courage. So what I do, um, because I am really passionate about everyone getting in touch with theirs, every single month, I teach a free workshop called Discover Your Inner Superhero. And in this workshop, you will discover your deep well of inner courage you'll uncover some of your authentic superpowers. And you will also get a chance to learn a little bit about how your intuition speaks to you. So this is a really powerful workshop and it's a great first step if you wanna start working with fear. Um, to join next month's, whatever month you're hearing this, to join next month's class, just go to brittanywittig.com slash superhero. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-W-I-T-T-I-G.com slash superhero, one word. And I would love to meet all of you there. It's a lot of fun. It's a great class. You'll leave feeling awesome about yourself. Oh, that's so generous of you that you're offering that each month. Guys, go sign up for that. And you can find Brittany on Instagram as well. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, the, the link you just said, I'll link that in the show notes. So you know where to find this incredible workshop to join Brittany and discovering your inner superhero. That sounds incredible. Brittany, thank you so much for being here and sharing your magic and your gifts and your story. I think it's so 
relatable and so many people will find so much strength in themselves just by hearing your story. And like, that's the most beautiful part. I think of shadow work, to be honest, is like round this out. It's like, we're all mirrors for one another. So like hearing your journey, your courage and and what you've stepped into and, and what you're offering to people to help bring them through that and alchemize their fear is like, such a gift, but it's able, we're able to like see ourselves as mirrors for each other. So I just want to thank you for coming on and being such a powerful mirror for other people, just by sharing your light and your story and the gifts that you have to bring to all of us. Thank you. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for your kind words. And thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. Okay, guys. See you in the next episode. Bye.